David Padilla of Ink Cow Prince is sharing three things you must get right when it comes to your food truck brand on today's episode. Welcome to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today's podcast is sponsored by Table Needs. And if you're looking for a game changer for your food truck business, look no further than Table Needs. It is the ultimate package, a killer point of sale system, QR code menu ordering, KDS, and automated sales tax. Plus, they offer business services like marketing and bookkeeping. They're not only just another vendor, they're a business partner. Check them out at tableneeds.com or find them on Facebook. Actually, on, on something that we talked about, the in terms of the increase in the footprint, uh, labeling your packaging at an event. So using stuff like your food labels or putting stickers on your drinks and then on your food increases that footprint as well. Because now you have this tiny branded billboard walking around the event. Right. Um, and that's that's also going to help. Any way to increase your footprint. The height is a good way to put that. I, I like that. Because you do have crowds. And mm-hmm. as soon as you get too many people walking around you, people are going to shut off knowing that there's a line here. Yep. Um, simplifying that menu really helps with that line too. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you you can speak for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you got to move the line. As long as people can see movement in the line towards the goal of getting fed, they don't mind waiting. But what they do hate is to stand 15 minutes in the same spot and never move forward. They're going to get out of that line and go somewhere else. And that's something food trucks cannot afford to do because once that reputation is made, they will avoid you next year when you're back. Oh, that's the slow one. We're not even going to get in their line. There, in terms of speed, something that I, I've looked at recently, I don't know how relevant this is, uh, is remote ordering. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to bust your line. And one of the things that I saw was Square, which seems to be real common among a lot of food truck owners, Square and Clover. They have QR code mm-hmm. that you can generate and customers can check out from there. So they can order their food. They, or, you know, they can scan the code, order their food, and then get texted when it's ready. That can be real helpful in busting a line. We've had uh, food uh, like snow cones mm-hmm. at a snow cone place at an event, uh, and that really helped. That's because it's especially for things like that that are very simple, and it's like this keeps also keeps you as the proprietor uh, your hands off of the money and off of your register on your food, which is yeah. going to be the thing actually producing, and you don't swap your gloves every order. Exactly, every time you you're taking an order, you're right. You mentioned A-frame signs uh, earlier. One of the things that I've done with an A-frame sign is do that QR code. You know, place your order now, beat the line, that kind of thing. Because the A-frame sign can be moved out well away from the food truck. It's one of those things like when you're at a theme park and it says, if you're here, the line wait's going to be an hour. Well, if you move that A-frame sign out, you know, beat the line, place your order now. What people got to understand as a food truck owner is you can throttle the orders because you can overwhelm yourself. You know, think about a line of 100 people. They all decide, okay, I'm going to go online and place an order. Now you've got 100 orders coming in near simultaneously. Uh, Square and Clover and all the others allow you to throttle orders. You can only take so many orders per you know 10-minute segment or 15-minute segment so that you don't have a literal 100 orders coming in at one time because obviously you cannot produce that kind of food that quickly. 
it does help move the line and it gives you one more ability that a lot of, especially the old timer food trucks, the ones that have been doing this, you know, 20 and 30 years, they haven't got into the new millennia yet. You know, a lot of them still are hanging uh, paper tickets and still just going cash only. You know, you got to embrace all the technology and use it to your best advantage. Yeah, we're seeing here in Austin, food truck culture is real tech forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a, like everybody here, I guess like they're, I guess they're all in the, in the, like Austin's a very tech forward city. Right. And so we got a lot of tech here and you do see a big difference in the way people are perceived when they do utilize the technology. Just having those there, even if not everybody uses it, really does help the, the younger people specifically. I would say 35 and younger utilize it. Uh, they, they like the technology and they like checking out using that sort of thing. It's not necessarily going to detract from the human parts. Like that's that's usually the first argument. Oh, but I like to interact with the people. They like to interact with them too. But offloading some of these menial tasks to the computer means that you can spend more of the customer service time with the person. Mm-hmm. They're not, it's not just a transaction anymore. You can look at them in the eye and you can say thank you and right. talk to them a little bit about their order and you can really make it personalized because you're not as stressed just doing minutia. Right. You know, there's a handful of trucks now that are really embracing the technology, like you mentioned. There's a truck here locally. The, the chef is a very talented chef, and he works his food truck by himself. And he has a QR code right beside the window, and it has right above it, if I'm not here to take your order, please use this QR code and place your order. And then you'll get you know notifications and all that. You know, the first time that I ate at his food truck, I was real skeptical. You know, I want to be greeted. I want somebody to be bubbling out going and suggest a sell to me and, you know, tell me what's great on the menu. But he had a couple of things that really intrigued me in the description, going back to what you talked about. It's like, okay, so he's got my attention. I have to order in this really odd way, but I'm going to do it. So I, you know, did the QR code thing. And about seven minutes later, the food comes out. And the food was probably the best meal I've gotten from a food truck ever. And it was unique. I'd never seen a product like this. It was basically, it was like a hash brown kind of thing, but the chunkier hash browns, chunkier potatoes. And they were done perfectly. Had an egg on it. Perfect, perfectly cooked egg. But then he added a couple of other elements that I never thought about putting on this kind of a meal. And it worked. It worked really well to the point where I've gone back three or four times and gotten the exact same thing. I don't want to try anything else because that was so good. But the experience of placing that order, he made it very painless. Yeah. Place the order and I'll get your food out. And the food came out quick. And I was rewarded with what you had just mentioned, that when he handed the food out, that was his only interaction with me personally. And it was over the top. Thank you so much for doing the QR code ordering. It help, really helps me to get your food out quicker. I hope you enjoy this. You know, leave me a review, that kind of thing. And it was a good overall experience. I'm 64 years old. I'm used to people waiting on me, but I'll be more likely to embrace other food trucks that do that technology because of the one good experience. And then it's up to the food truck owner again to, to do it right. You know, the food's got to be awesome. And, the, and that, you know, 10 seconds you got to hand the food out. It's got to be over the top to make me want to come back again. Food trucks have an opportunity that you just don't have anywhere else. Ordering kiosks are are becoming almost a standard now in any kind of a fast food environment. And where fast food falls down is they don't have that person-to-person contact when they hand the food out. It's pretty much on the counter here, come pick it up. You know, this is yours. And and then that's it. You know, even um, sit-down dining is doing a lot of the, um, you know, tablets at your table and you can order and you know, call your waitress and that kind of thing, or your waiter. 
the end result has to be over the top. You have to make up for that lack of interaction at the beginning of the uh, transaction. So we're almost at the end of our time. Let's talk about, as a food truck owner, if there was just three things that you would want them to to really get right, and then you know, it also is something that you, that you uh, do in your business. Let's talk about that. What would be the, the three things for a new food truck owner? What do they got to get right? I would say make sure you plan your visuals, first and foremost. People tend to get started without the plan, just because they don't quite know what to do. If you plan your colors and plan your fonts and plan your icons, you have them in one place, keep them organized, and use them over and over again. Don't keep reinventing it over and over again. It's better that you stick with something that isn't exactly right for a period of time than it is to keep adding to it. If you can maintain a brand, it'll be easier to remember. Every time you keep adding colors, it's like adding new ingredients to your, to your food truck menu. It gets diluted. Don't start adding new colors. Don't start adding new logos. Don't start adding all these different fonts for all of your different things because you start looking real scattered, but it doesn't look very planned out and it doesn't look very organized or professional. If you can just maintain those things, you put off a much more professional appearance uh, while still being easy to remember and you can still be personal. Mm-hmm. Personable and, and professional are not opposites of each other. It's more like my outfit matches for the day, right? You know, which is really what you're trying to do. But then I would say making sure that you consider investing in your appearance uh, and building your brand assets. This is like what we were talking about with wrapping your truck or putting a decal on your truck. Stuff like your feather flags that really helps build that visual. It builds verticality so you can be seen over crowds. These things should be matching with this. Yep this uh, brand that you set up in the beginning and over time adding to your brand assets. So that means your business cards, your labels, your uniforms, your truck, uh, your signage, your website, your Facebook page, uh, all of these opportunities that you have to connect with your customer should all be branded the same. And having that brand that you set up, that you stuck to in the beginning will help that as long as you reference it. First thing I would say, plan that brand out so it's you know you're consistent, you know this is what you're going to do and commit to it. Build, start building your brand assets. So build every single time that you touch your customer through marketing or through in-person. You think about how is this going to interact with the customer and how is it going to be a representation of my brand. So we want that. And then the third, I would say that ease of use for the customer needs to be the next thing. So in your menu, when you're designing that sort of that, both internally and what the customer sees, that it's easy for the customer to understand what you're doing. You know, not too many items. Uh, make sure you use your descriptions to express how your food is different, not necessarily better. Avoid fluff words. Mm-hmm. Premium doesn't mean anything. Professional doesn't mean anything. Chef-inspired doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of fluff here. It's better that you get into the sensory aspects of words and say crispy or say, you know, farm the table locally grown. Rich is even pretty good. Just think about how you can use sensory words or things that would incite an emotional response mm-hmm. in your descriptions uh, and avoid things that appear to some sort of authority. Because food is not an authority thing. It's avoid stuff like professional, chef-inspired, because right. who you are doesn't really matter. It's how it interacts with us. Uh, unless you have a reputation, even a local reputation as a chef, saying chef-inspired means nothing to anybody. Mm-hmm. I like if you already had a chef, if you already were a chef that already had some notoriety, that chef persona already has a yep. and in that case, like that's different because that's the brand. But I would still avoid those words and still you are already a chef. So we don't need an introduction. 
What we right. need is saucy. Exactly. Exactly. Like when you're talking about words that create that sensory perception, when you said the word rich, and since we were talking about food, I immediately went to, you know, rich foods. You know, I like brownies, for instance, and that's what I thought about was just that really super rich brownie. And that's just off the word that you said, because we were talking about food. And that's how powerful words can be when they're associated with the right description. So it is, I thought cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake. Well, there you go. Same yeah. thing. It speaks to what our favorite things are. You know, for me, it's brownies. I like chocolate. You get that really rich chocolate. You know, I even said the word rich again. You know, that rich chocolate. Your throat and your palate start to anticipate that particular mm -hmm. uh, experience. There's a lot to be said when somebody expects something and then they get it. Yeah. That, that will stick with you. Oh, yeah. Now you've created that emotional bond with that particular food item and that business that provided it, and they're going to come back because they want to repeat that same joy, that same satisfaction over and over and over. And that's a hard concept for people to get because when you're selling food all day long, it's a product to you. Even though it's being made to your recipes and how grandma used to make it, it devolves into just being a product and it's not special to you as a seller anymore. But what you got to keep in mind is you want that product to be special to the consumer. So they're creating that bond with you and they want to come back again and again and again to relive whatever that, uh, you know, that emotional connection was. Tomorrow, we wrap up the interview with how impressions bring you closer to your guests. Thank you so much for listening to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.